0: could you have not stayed up till midnight for this iconic moment what's good what's going on welcome back to another episode of dx daily the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture it's brought to you by hip-hop dx and i am one of your hosts asia sky
1: and i'm your host a dub all right
0: it's friday and the weekend is kicking off in a very eventful way okay kanye west has returned to twitter to support Kyrie Irving amid his anti-Semitism backlash. Also, Gucci Mane has dropped an artist that he signed to 1017. And of course, it is New Music Friday, and a lot of this new music has been making a lot of noise. Drake and 21 Savage put out her loss, and the Black Panther soundtrack is out. So a lot to get into, but first, please subscribe to the podcast. Please hit that follow button on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And thank you. Now let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so let's get started with Kanye West. He's back on Twitter now, and he came back to come to Kyrie Irving's defense.
1: Yes, so it started when um, Kanye did return to Twitter on Thursday, and he shared just a photo of Kyrie Irving. um, It's like a picture of him looking into the camera and holding a basketball so yeah it was just a picture no caption so a lot of people were like they really didn't know what the intention was behind the post and um but Kanye also previously supported Kyrie Irving on Instagram last week by claiming that he was one of the last real ones but also kind of did a post of trying to search for Kyrie Irving's name on Instagram and Kanye was doing this whole thing calling it red media which he previously used was to describe media companies that are uh, ran by Jewish people and have teamed up on him as to why he can't do certain things on social media but then come to find out he was spelling Kyrie name wrong as to why he couldn't find his page and things like that so um, but yeah Kanye returned to Twitter just to support Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving is also going through some um, anti-Semitic remarks that uh, he made and he didn't get paid for um, he didn't get paid from the NBA because he said some remarks as well
0: Yeah, it wasn't what he said. It was the movie, some sort of movie that he tweeted out, and the movie had anti-semitic sentiments within it so he um posted that movie on twitter they wanted him to apologize he didn't want to apologize he got suspended until he apologized then he apologized and then he um said that he was going to give 500,000 to organizations that fight hate speech and hate crimes and things of that nature so yeah there's a lot going on with Kyrie right now we won't do the full deep dive into that since this is a hip-hop podcast but yeah Kanye uh I guess he feels Kyrie's Views align with his views, and that's why he came back. Don't know if that was the greatest look, <laughs> definitely was not. And, yeah, I think there's going to be more from that situation coming because there's still details coming about what Kyrie has going on with the NBA. And, of course, Kanye is revealing more stuff, too. In fact, Kanye revealed some really interesting stuff. He showed some text messages, like, from his trainer about his trainer threatening to have him committed and medicated and how he'll be a zombie for the rest of his life. Really crazy stuff. We don't have time to break all that down today, but know that more details are coming out, and we will continue to report on it. Now, let's talk about Gucci Mane and his 1017 artists, or his ex-1017 artists, because this might be the fastest signing and dropping that I've ever heard of in history. Gucci Mane signed an artist named Baby Racks to 1017, and this was announced on Tuesday, November 2nd. After Baby Racks got signed, Gucci then hopped on and congratulated him and said, Congrats, you're the first artist to get signed and dropped in a day, Baby Rax. So that's what that's what happened with this artist. What did this artist do to make Gucci so mad that he got dropped in a day, though?
1: Well, apparently, um, Baby Rax had took the social media right after takeoff um, was killed in Houston, Texas. And Baby Rax said, I'm definitely not effing with Houston after that. Don't book me because Baby Rax ain't coming. Um, and Gucci Mane didn't like that. Um, and that's what he decided to Take him off 1017. And then Baby Rax kind of responded to being dropped. And he said on Twitter, he said, Congratulations to Baby Rax. Appreciate the video. Appreciate flying me out. I appreciate that. Check Atlantic Records sent. Thank you, Gucci. And they also put out another tweet, kind of asking Jeezy, yo guiding, NBA Young Boy. To sign him a deal, and these are people that Gucci Mane has had problems with in the past as well. So he was like, "I'm a free agent now, young boy. Get at me, Yo Gotti. What's up, Jeezy? Holler at me." And he also would tag uh, Rick Ross and Quality Controls, Pierre P. Thomas. So um, that's kind of embarrassing to get signed and then get dropped from 1017. Gucci Mane just takes you off the roster, and now you trying to be funny and you know holler at people that Gucci Mane had problems with to get them to sign you a deal. So, yeah, but it's all because he said that about Houston after what happened with Takeoff.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, all of that is kind of corny. Like, you didn't have to open your mouth and say anything after that man passed away. Granted, I don't think he was trying to disrespect Takeoff. I I think he was trying to actually show his respect by being like, hey, like, I'm not rocking with y'all, man. Y'all just killed Takeoff. But that's not things that you say at a time like this. Like, especially when you're, you're dealing in that realm, like, these are. I don't think they want to, like, do the internet stuff behind it, like the the internet back and forth. And that's what that could have caused right there. So I get why Gucci was like, yeah, I'm going to distance myself from you because you don't know how to act. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see an issue with Gucci dropping him after that. If that's not somebody he wants on his label, he doesn't have to have him on his label. And then to reply back to Gucci dropping him with, oh, yeah, let me at people Gucci has had beef with. That was corny, too. And not to mention, like, Gucci and Jeezy were just on tour together, like, last year, I think it was, or earlier this year. I mean, they, they made up at the verses or whatever. Gucci spoke on how, you know, he shouldn't have done certain things at the Versus battle. So I'm not saying they friends, but I don't think they actively have beef anymore. And that's kind of like trying to drum up old beef or start issues so you're really just proving that Gucci was right for dropping you from the label like if this is how you act it sounds like you're not the type of person that he needs to be supporting or propelling uh your career forward because if this is how you on you be conducting yourself yeah it's not gonna nobody's gonna want to take you under their wing with you acting like this
1: yeah exactly so yeah I think I think Baby Rack should just stay quiet about the whole Houston thing after takeoff. Like, cause he said it like kind of immediately after, you know, don't book me in Houston. I'm not going for that. And um, yeah, Gucci Mane wants to drop somebody from his label. He can all he has all the power to do so. And for him to just kind of act that way after getting dropped. um, I don't think Gucci Mane made a bad decision of dropping him. So,
0: yeah. And why is your first thought when somebody passes away about where you going to do shows at? That's what you're thinking right now. Not condolences, not prayers to his family, not any of that, not reflecting back on his career or his life, but like, oh yeah, I'm not going to get booked in Houston. Don't, don't book me out there. I don't want to do a show out there. Who even knew who you were to want to book you out there? Like I didn't hear about this rapper until this situation. So yeah, it, it was just a lot. It was too much actually. Right. All right, well, now that we got that out the way, let's get into this new Music Friday, man. Let's jump into these singles first. JID dropped 2007. Pharrell and Travis Scott also dropped that song they previewed a while back down in Atlanta. And NLE Choppa dropped Ice Spice and A Boogie dropped Ballin'. So yeah, a couple couple new singles. I thought it was funny um, with the NLE Choppa single how uh, <laughs> Ice Spice replied to him and basically was like, yeah, just calm down a little. Like, <laughs> I forgot her exact wording, but it was basically like, you're too pressed right now. So um, yeah, and Ellie Chapa is called Ice Spice. He's got her on the cover covered in his tattoos. So I, I guess he's feeling Ice Spice right now. And then that Pharrell and Travis song, that was the video uh, that we talked about that they were shooting a while back. We reported on that as well. So yeah, a couple new singles to get into.
1: Yeah, just a couple of singles. But I feel like everybody is excited for well, two big albums came out today. Um, we talked about Black Panther soundtrack album a little bit earlier this week, uh, which of course you know has Rihanna's "Lift Me Up" and Tim's is on there, and yeah, it's a lengthy soundtrack. It has about nineteen songs, the hour long. Um, has people on there, Futures on there, CK, Bloody Civilian, um, like we said, Snow the Products, Stormzy from yesterday's podcast, Burna Boy. So that is out today, finally. Yep, and then the one that has
0: the timeline in shambles, Drake and 21 Savage, her loss. Ooh, I, I'm so disappointed in the fact that I didn't stay up until midnight last <laughs> night because there was just so much going on. Like, when I woke up, I'm like, oh my gosh, what Drake is dissing Megan the Stallion. He's saying the Kanye makeup was fake. It's all, all types of stuff going on with this album. And I, I heard exactly three songs off of this project so far. So I didn't, I didn't even give it a through listen yet. I didn't have time to this morning, but, um, I'm, I'm going to need you to give me the rundown, give me the give me the bullet points on what's happening here because this is crazy.
1: Oh my gosh, Aja, how could you have not stayed up till midnight for this iconic moment? It looks like it's a good idea that I didn't because, you know, I'm usually just
0: so Team Drake and so like, yeah, cheering on everything he does. But what I've been getting from this, from the three songs that I've listened to and what I've gathered from the information I've been seeing so far, it's, it's seeming very toxic, very misogynistic. Mm-hmm very just I don't know letting it all out what, what's going on here what, what's going on with Aubrey
1: let me know yes yeah, so um if you listen to the whole album it is given like basically basically the easiest way to put it is that Drake was talking that ish like he was just talking about the songs about you know uh broke boys and you know privileged rappers acting like they're entitled to only have one single out or since they've been signed um there's rich flex as a title and it's just given really like brag braggadocious and boasting and things like that so um there's going be like one song that kind of gets like um like that drake in your feelings i think that's the last song maybe because he's doing a little like sing song but i would say this album is like something if you want to feel like confident and kind of like cocky like that is a song and of course uh you're right he did well he did make one shot at Kanye West that people definitely caught on because last night the lyrics were not out people were trying to put the lyrics up on um websites and Genius and things like that and they're not on Apple Music um this morning since I checked Um, so people had to do a lot of looking back to see what else they missed but one of the lines was about Kanye West and it was saying like you know linked up with my ops I did it for J Prince as we know, the whole Free Larry Hoover concert with that him and Kanye West did um, earlier this year, there was that. But the biggest thing with the Megan a Stallion is also in the same song, it was a lyric saying, um, lying about getting shot, but you still a stallion. So people are like, okay, Megan Thee Stallion, lying and getting shot. But then some people are like, they, he's talking about you know getting your body done and body shots and you know, a stallion means you still like a thick woman. So and then Megan Stallion, she went on Twitter and had her come back to it, um, saying, "You know, like you rappers using my name for cloud." And people are like, "You think Drake need cloud?" It's been messy, and I haven't checked any Twitter or anything this morning. But this is all from like last night, midnight, one a.m., and things like that. Of just there was going in. I think he said something about Serena's husband too like yeah she called him a
0: groupie i mean he called he called serena's husband a groupie i did hear that song yes Circo loco uh that's the one where he's taking shots at everybody and Mm -hmm. and y'all understand double entendres you know that was meant both ways about the shots thing like lied about getting shots as in butt shots but you still a stallion, AKA you still a th- thick girl. And also he's claiming that Megan the stallion lied about getting shot, but she's still the stallion. So that's, that's a clearly understandable double entendre. Um, it's a little questionable to me. We know, Drake just said Jay Prince is the reason why he linked back up with Kanye. So if Jay Prince has the power to make you link up with your op, maybe he has the power to make you diss Megan The Stallion, who he has beef with. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe it's a Nikki loyalty thing. Nikki is your sister. Nikki's young money. And she has beef with Megan The Stallion. Who knows? Or maybe it's Tori's your guy. Like, all of these different things. So there's a number of reasons why that could have been said. Uh, would love to delve deeper into these things. Because, like, the Circle Loco, as much as I... Don't like the Megan the Stallion reference, like, and I, I don't think that was like the move or that that was that, like, unless you were there, unless you saw it with your own two eyes, what happened, and you can say for a hundred percent fact that he didn't shoot her, then why would you even open your mouth to say that to insert yourself into another situation, like that's why I think. <laughs> That there are other things at play, other relationships at play, whether it be the Jay Prince, whether it be the Tory, whether it be the Nicki, like some sort of other relationship or motivation is at play there. Because I just don't feel like you would just insert yourself into beef or ongoing situations without reason. But the song itself, like, was a bop. Circle Loco was a bop, and I, I need to know. I need to know why you are saying she lied like what what is the the proof of this? And that's been my problem with a lot of people saying that like you're saying she lied but you're not saying what happened. So if you mm. have the intel or the knowledge to know that she lied, don't don't tell half of it. You, if you're going to te- open your mouth and talk, tell it all. That's what I think. Or say nothing. But um yeah, that one middle of the ocean, that that was my type of, you know, Drake, you know that that lemon pepper freestyle type of Drake and then the um, 3 a.m. on Glenwood, 21 Savage was in his bag on that, and I think those are like the two or three that I heard, and some of the intro, but I, I skipped through the other half of the intro to get to Circle Loco, so yeah, I don't like skipping around on projects when I first listened to them, but I had to get like just the key moments real quick, so when I give it the full listen, that's when I will come back with, you know, whole thoughts on the album, but those are like the snap judgment my snap judgment thoughts but i do want to reserve
1: total judgment for when i listen to the entire thing uh yeah definitely give it a listen this weekend and cuz i'm curious to see um how you think about the whole project because we talked about certified lover boy we talked about the honestly never mind so people were kind of like um worried how this album was going to be but from what i see on social media a lot of people are liking the album giving it an 8 out of 10 um saying Drake did his thing a lot of people wanted more 21 Savage apparently 21 Savage um doesn't get a lot you don't hear him a lot on the album he's on like Drake's there's about four songs that where it's just Drake solo and no 21 Savage and the track list shows that but um people wanted more 21 Savage so we'll see. So we'll see what you think about it too. Cause I'm giving it, I'm giving a solid album. I would say eight out of 10 for sure for her loss. Mm, y'all
0: love misogyny and toxicity, <laughs> man. We, we all do though. You know, we, I'm not going to act holier than thou on that. Like there's a cognitive dissonance that I know I'm going to have to have to like fully enjoy this album. And I'm aware of that. So I will listen to it and we'll come back reconvene on that. Also got to uh, check out all this other stuff from this weekend, those new singles, Uh, The Black Panther soundtrack and all of that, too. So we'll get into that. We'll leave you to it as well. And that's going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, which is Hip Hop DX.
1: And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is HipHopDX. Yep,
0: you can follow us on social media, too. I am at AsiaSky on everything. That's A-S-H-I-A, Asia, S-K-Y-E, Sky. And I'm at
1: A-B-E-B on everything. That's
0: A Y E All right, we'll be back at you on Monday with more daily news. Have a great weekend. See ya.